This is a Woodside Church podcast. Hello everyone, good morning to you all. It's such a joy and great pleasure meeting you all from my home through Woodside YouTube channel. Every Sunday, my family and I, we so look forward for this moment where we can connect, though not physically, but through the means that God has provided now, even during this tough and hard times. If you don't know me, my name is Hudson Ebenezer, and I belong to this wonderful family. Last week, Dave Devnish spoke from his heart from Titus 3, and it was such a blessing for me, and I believe and hope it was the same for you too. This week, we're going to look at a passage from the Bible which God has put in my heart, which I'm meditating and praying and longing for. This is actually a prayer that Paul prayed over the believers in the church of Ephesus. It is in Ephesians chapter 4, sorry, chapter 3, verses 18 to 20. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. In another version, Nehesi, it says like this, that we will be filled with the fullness of God. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. Wow, what an amazing passage, isn't it? If you noted keenly, Paul is praying for power, power for uh, not for doing miraculous work, not for doing um, healing, not for not for spiritual gifts or or any other thing, but he's praying for power for something more important than all of this, a power that would help us to understand, to grasp, to comprehend the dimensions of this immeasurable, amazing love of God and to experience Christ's love in our lives so tangibly. Yes, church, this is the core of Christian life and this is the most important thing. Basically, Paul is trying to say our Christian life is a mere genuine response of love to an immeasurably greater love. Yes. Yes, it is as simple as that. Wow. And you see where this leads to this understanding and this experience of God leads into us being filled with the fullness of God. How many of us have prayed this prayer like me? Father, I want to be like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to do ministry like Jesus. I want to pray like Jesus. Father, I want to know you like how Jesus knows you. Well, this is the key, my friends. The more we keep growing in the understanding of the dimension of this amazing love and the more we experience Christ's love in our lives and that is when we will be filled with the fullness 
of God. Paul also is explaining to us that there would never be a point in our life where we'd come, we would say, oh yes, now I have fully understood the love of God. No, no, no. There is so much more in store for us to understand this love, to experience God's love. And it's going to be a fresh and new, and we're going to keep going deeper and deeper and being filled with the fullness of God. Amazing, isn't it? How wonderful it will be for our church to walk around being filled with the fullness of God, like Jesus everywhere we go. Wow, that is the prayer. That is my prayer for our church and myself and all the churches in the world and all the believers. Yes, and this is the desire of God too. This happens as we keep growing deeper in the understanding and the experience of God's love. I'd like to take you through three important things that happened through, uh, through this growth in this understanding and the experience of Christ's love in our life. And I'm going to take an example from the Bible, Peter, who's very similar to us. Peter left everything behind to follow Jesus Christ and great, uh, made a great decision and followed Jesus like many of us. But up until one point in his life, you see, he wasn't doing so well. But after one point, he was amazingly doing well. The point is when Jesus, after the resurrection, met him personally and asked one question three times. Peter, do you love me? That made him think. And till then, he was focused on how he would prove his love for God, how much he loved God. That point onwards, he began to look at how much God loves him. The Bible says, and on the Pentecostal day, he received the Holy Spirit. And, and, and as we read in the Bible, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to understand and experience Christ's love. He became an amazing apostle. And that is going to be our experience too. And I pray that over us and over myself first point is Christ's love becomes our motivation. The more deeper we grow into this love, the more we experience Christ's love, His love becomes our motivation in everything and anything that we do. Our worship is motivated by His love. Our Bible reading, meditation is motivated by His love. Our prayers are motivated by His love. Our deeds that we do service that we do, our giving is motivated by His love. On the other hand, what happens without our knowledge that something creeps in and becomes a motivation? What is it? It is called self-satisfaction. We all struggle with that. I struggle with that. We do a good job. We, 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 we serve so well and people come back to us and appreciate us. As we keep receiving, oh, that was such a blessing. You did so well. You are wonderful. You keep that. What happens is the more we begin to focus on the appreciation, we begin to work from the basis of self-satisfaction. There is a point where we're really self-satisfied. We're so happy. And, and then we pray longer. We meditate on God's word. And, and we have great revelation. and say, God is so pleased with me. And that is why. 
you know, he is really revealing himself to me. Everything becomes on the basis of what I do and the satisfaction that I have through that. On the other hand, if you're not self-satisfied, what happens is if you're not and, and on the basis of the appreciation or the less appreciation that you received, what happens is you're being pushed into self-pity. This is commonly our say. Ah, today wasn't as good as uh, that day. Yeah, maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe, no, that wasn't good. Uh, and you begin to blame anything and everything. You blame yourself. You blame the people around you. You blame God. And this is what happens. Peter was very similar to this as well. He was trying to prove his love for God. And he at one point said, I would lay down my life for you. And this is how I'm going to show you. When the, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, he came forward. All the other disciples went back. He came forward. He took a knife and then cut one of the soldiers here, trying to say, Jesus, look how much I love you. I am protecting you. And he was so satisfied with how he proved his love to God. But soon he realized God was not pleased with him and he did not do the right thing. After the, the crucial point in his life, later on, Peter, through the Holy Spirit, now growing in the understanding and experiencing Christ's love, his perspective totally changes from him onto God. Now he looks at the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. Now it makes sense. He's just simply responding to this love. The Bible says, now he is preaching and proclaiming the name of Jesus through the word of God. And people heard, obviously through the years, and they were cut to the heart. Now, no more he is using a knife to cut years but he's using the sword of the Spirit, that is the Word of God, to feed the ears of the people that they received and they were being cut to the heart. And we see that people came running to him, repenting and responding to the love of God, and they were being added into the church. Wow! What an amazing change in Peter, because he was growing in the understanding of the love of God and experiencing Christ's love, which made the perspective change in his life. Let our lives be motivated by Christ's love as well, where our perspective changes from ourselves, from our self-satisfaction on to God's love and what he has done for us. And we begin to pray we begin to do everything on the basis of this, like how Jesus served everyone. Let us be motivated by the Christ love, like how Peter was motivated and then he did the right thing in, the life, in his life and God blessed it abundantly. Peter's perspective of Christian life changed. He stopped looking at himself and what he's doing for God by looking at what God has done. And that is what he was explaining to the people. And that really fulfilled the purpose of God in his life. 
church, let us as well be motivated by Christ's love. And that is the way we fulfill God's purpose in our life. Let our prayers, let our meditation, let our health, let our service, let our giving, everything be motivated by the love of Jesus Christ. Let it do it. Let us do it like how Jesus did it. Secondly, Christ's love gives us immense courage. You see, it is so easy for us to proclaim the name of Jesus and stand the witness to him within the Christian circle, within the Christian WhatsApp group, within our community groups, among our Christian friends. In fact, that really boosts our self-image. We get a good image among them. But what happens when it goes beyond the circle in our workplace, in our unis, in our schools, in, in our neighborhood, in, our, uh, in the shopping mall, in the park, wherever we go? We, don't we hesitate a bit and step back there? Well, actually, I don't want to become a laughing stock. I don't want um, my self-image to be spoiled over here. So we step back. We hesitate a bit. Well, Peter suffered with that too. In fact, he was actually so scared to even mention the name of Jesus, even to a maid servant of the high priest, someone who was opening the door for him. I have seen you with Jesus. Isn't that true? No, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. He was running with fear. He was so cowardly because he was so focused on his self-image and maybe the persecution that he might go through and all that. So he was so afraid. But later on in life, when he began to understand and experience God's love in his life, we see that he stands in front of the high priest himself, the Sanhedrin, the teachers of the law, Sadducees, Pharisees. Well, every important person in, in the town is right in front of him. But he had no fear this time. He stood there so boldly and courageously proclaiming the name of Jesus. How I got to obey you or to respond to this amazing love. Whatever you may do to us, till our last breath, we will be, or I will be proclaiming the risen Lord Jesus Christ and stood a great witness. Wow, isn't that amazing? What an immense courage. Wow, this came from the growth in the understanding of God's love. And as he began to, through the Holy Spirit, experience God's love more and more, he began to respond in love. Church, we got to be like this as well. Let the love of Christ fill us with courage that we will boldly proclaim his name everywhere we go, not looking at our self-image, but with such a care, looking at, uh, uh, with, with a burden, of seeing, looking at people, oh, Jesus, you love me and you have saved me and now you have given me, rewarded me with eternal life. But I want to go and help and share the good news to the people, those who don't know you, those who would perish if they don't come to you. And let that be our motivation. And let that, let that give us a courage to go and boldly proclaim the name of Jesus. Let the love of Christ give us courage. Finally, 
Christ's love helps us to endure and not give up. As we keep growing in this love, we will endure through any hardship. Most of the times we go, hallelujah, praise the Lord, when things go so good and things are going for better. But when we go through hardship, tension, stress, pressure, it's like, I don't deserve this. I've done so much for God. I, you know, I, I, I've done so much and this is not what I deserve. No. And you want to give up. I want to give up. Peter was similar to that as well. When they had seen Jesus only a few times after resurrection and haven't seen him for a long time and they thought he was gone, that's it. And, and, and the disciples come to Peter and say, Peter, what shall we do now? You lost. Um, you know what? I give up everything. I once left all my fishing net and everything to follow Jesus. Now I'm going to pick my net again. I'm going to pick my fishing net again. I'm going to catch fish. He was ready and he gave up so easily. But later on, when he had the experience with Jesus Christ, by which his understanding and his experience of, his, of God's love grew and increased, we see that no more he touched the net, but at one point he says to a layman, he says, I don't have anything. I don't Silver, I don't have. Gold, I don't have. But I have one thing. Now he's talking about a thing that he has. I have the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then he uses that opportunity to preach the gospel to all the people who are gathered. He was so sure of this name of Jesus that he had, that he carried with him everywhere. And soon after all this, they, he went unto a lot of persecution and trials and he was beaten up. But his response now was not to give up, but he said, I'm so glad, Lord. Now I am united with your suffering, focused on the love of God, now growing in this love of God. He's so excited that he is being united with the suffering of Jesus Christ. Wow, isn't that amazing? He then goes about encouraging the churches and other believers. Come on, guys, this trials and tribulation is just for a short time. But let us focus on the hope of glory, the hope of eternal life, which is our greater reward. And he's encouraging them to endure. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, God has placed you today where you are for us to endure so that his kingdom will grow, so that you and I will fulfill the purpose of God in our lives for his glory. Dave Devonishan, one of the other preachers he preached, God has sown us. We are the seeds. God has sown us in the places where we are. You're wondering why you're in the job. You're wondering why you're in that uni. You're wondering why you are in that school. You're wondering why in that family, why in that locality. God has sown you as seeds there to spread the good news to everyone for the glory of God. Yes, my friends, let Christ's love help us to endure and not give up and help us to focus on the hope of glory, help us to focus on the eternal life that is a great reward which is waiting for you and me. Amen. 
So let us keep, let us keep receiving this power to understand the dimension of God's love and experience Christ's love so tangibly in our lives so that we will be motivated by his love, so that we will receive courage to share the good news to everyone and that we will endure and not give up. You might ask me, how in this world at current time, how would we practically do this? I just got a few tips. I'll just tell you. The first thing is something that we read already. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Ask or think. What do we do? We just ask God. We just pray to him. Father, reveal yourself. Come on, increase our understanding. We want to know more of your love, the dimension of your love, and to experience you in our day-to-day lives so tangibly experience your love. We just ask. And you know what is the response of God? He does infinitely more than we even ask or even think. Yes, my friends, we're going to drench in this love. We're going to swim. We're going to dip into this love more and more and more and being filled with the fullness of God. The second thing is, just now we said, ask or think. We think of this love all the time. We meditate on the love. How? Through the Word of God. You read through it and God reveals His amazing love to us. Meditate on the Word of God. Keep thinking about the Word of God. And again, He is going to do infinitely more than even we think. He's going to reveal amazing things about His love to us and help us experience His love in our life as we are being filled with the fullness of God. Thirdly, we all have received the Holy Spirit. Why don't we use Him? Engage with the Holy Spirit, asking Him to reveal in our day-to-day life more of His love in our life. What happens is, when we start engaging with the Holy Spirit and asking Holy Spirit, come on, show me, show me. What happens? Little things we see around nature, the family, people that we meet, in everything we will start to have an understanding of God's love. Oh, wow, that is similar to God's love. Oh, wow, that is similar to God's love. Oh, look at that. That is, that is similar to God's love. You see, in everything we begin to understand, in every action, everything goes around, we begin to understand more of God's love. And that is how Holy Spirit deals with us daily. So let us keep engaging with Him constantly, asking Him to reveal more of Him in our life. Fourthly, worship. Let's worship God. Every opportunity that we get, worship. No worship. We don't concentrate. We don't focus on ourselves. We don't focus on anything. We focus on God and His love. The more we do that, we are astounded. We are astonished. We are there praising Him. Wow, we stand amazed of this love. And He gives us more of a revelation of His love. And we go deeper into His love. Let us enjoy and pour out our worship Oh God. Finally, let us set up an environment in such a way that it would 
inspire us to focus on his love wherever possible. Let us settle. Maybe hang on verses. Bible verses around. Maybe have Christian books around. Maybe play Christian music around. And and you know what? Let us be in an environment which is which will enable us to focus on God and grow in his love. Yes, church. Yes, church. This is my prayer for all of you. This is I know many of you are uh, praying the same thing. Well, my prayer for myself and my family too. Let us keep growing in this love. And that is the key. And that is the key, my friend. Yes, there's so much more for us to understand and experience in God's love. And He promises that He will do that for us. I just want to pray for all of us. Father, here we are as your children, beloved children. How much you love us, Father. How much you love us, Father. Father, your love is immeasurable. The dimensions of it is so big. We want to know more of you. We want to understand more and more and more of your love and experience your love so tangibly in our life. Every single moment, Lord, we want to feel your love in our life that we will be filled with the fullness of yourself, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Show more of your love in our lives, Lord. Come on, Father. Let everything, let, let your love be the motivation in everything and all the things that we do in our lives, Lord. Fill us with the courage. Let your love fill us with the courage to share your, boldly share your good news, Father. Let your love help us endure and not give up. Help us to focus on the greater things that you have in store for us. Father, we love you. We worship you. We merely just genuinely want to respond in love to this immeasurably greater love. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. We love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, God bless you. God bless you all. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.